Hello, and welcome to Local Listen. On this week's episode, we have Denver local musician Jacob Gutherless. He has a solo folk project, a solo rap project, and a folk punk band he's in called the Crackhouse Critters. We talk about his writing process, his local scene, influences, and having a backlog of hundreds of unreleased songs. Other bands mentioned throughout the episode you can find in the episode description. Welcome to this week's episode of Local Listens. I'm so glad you were all here to join us. My name is Bailey from Bailey Ukulele. And I'm Shane from Sanatorium Hill. And we have Jacob Gutherless. What, what? How you doing? Doing pretty good. What's up, man? Uh, not much. So you're currently in Denver, right? Yeah, yeah, right, right. You're in multiple different like music projects. You got your solo folk punk kind yeah. of stuff. You got your solo rap. And then you got a duo as well, right? Yeah. Um, my main project, uh, just like the solo acoustic, I guess. It's just me and an acoustic guitar, essentially. Um, I got a couple projects going in the works with that one. Um, got kind of antsy with some of the songs that I was trying to write, um, not being able to write them the way I wanted them to. So that's, you know, I started doing rap uh, just for fun, basically. But now I'm like in the writing process, like nine albums in, four collaborative projects with the rap thing. And um, just uh, launched the the duo. Right on. Well, yeah. That's awesome. So... The duo is called the Crack House Critters. Absolutely, yeah. Nice. Which is such a great name, by the way. That is a good name. Thank you. How long have you actually been playing and writing music? Uh, writing music, I was like, settled in writing um, ever since I was a little kid. Um, but I wrote poetry for a long number of years and just uh, loved music. Well, I started teaching myself the guitar pretty young, but then I set it down for however many number of years and I picked it back up when I was like 15 or that's when the writing really became like serious writing. Nice. So you've Poetry, been doing this I think a while. is where it starts for a lot of people though too. Like it's kind of neat how that works, how you can go from poetry and then kind of morph it into your own style for music. Oh yeah. Absolutely. So instruments, you play the guitar, you do vocals. Are there any other instruments that you've taught yourself? Well, I play a little bit of bass. I play bass and guitar on all my projects uh, for the band and my solo stuff. I can play a little bit of piano, a little bit of drums. That's Beyond awesome. that, uh, just vocals and guitar mainly. All right. Oh, yeah. So, I like that you play the drums, man. I also play the drums. I'm like, yeah, another drummer. <laughs> Puts me in the dust, you know. That was tiring. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, don't I know it, man. Takes a lot out of you. They actually, I read an article once. Way back in the day, that said that uh, drumming is a form of exercise because it uses your leg muscles and your arm muscles just to move, like, get every, you know, to play the whole thing. Now I always joke around about, like, when people ask me if I exercise, I'm like, yeah, I play the drums, you know. I get in my exercise. Yeah, and that's just playing it. Like, then you have to play right. it coherently. And that takes <laughs> right, a whole yeah. different thing. Yeah, that, so. that's, that's mental exercise. Yeah. You want me to bang on these things and count? Fuck that. <laughs> so you've been playing for a while. Have you been performing for like the same amount of time uh, just about yeah um the guitar program that i was in uh, at my high school when i was in high school was very performance based and very uh, 
like like original writing our own music and forming it that was the big focus of our guitar program and so i think when i was 16 was starting all that and it was rough at first but i got the hang all right yeah. and then and then you know like as the years went on it's like start doing like solo stuff like outside of school little house shows and stuff but all right house shows will always be a soft spot for me i was gonna oh, say yeah. house shows <laughs> are like the best oh yeah i like backyard shows too yeah, yeah that's that's how we got it set up at my place here we can either have the living room or have the backyard. And it's nice living right next door to a convenience store, so we don't have to worry about neighbors. It's very Hell convenient. Yeah. <laughs> very convenient. Yeah. Way too fucking convenient. So, you've been performing for a while. What was a show or, like, a performance that you would say would be your best show? Hmm. I look back, yeah, I look back to all the original, you know, first times of all this. I don't know if I have a specific best show or anything like that. Okay, um, okay. Have you done much, like, traveling and touring or anything? Uh, not a ton of traveling, just because um, financially I would be screwing myself. And I don't have enough things to to make that possible. And um, I've always had uh, decent jobs out here and trying to make sure I know I'll be all right before I, you know, go too far. Get stuck right. <laughs> oh, yeah. You don't want to I be stranded that. somewhere. Well, but you know, if you're making everything. up this way to Washington, man. We'll give you a place to play. Let me know when and where. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Tomorrow? At... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you have uh, quite a bit of music posted on SoundCloud, right? A lot of it still... Uh, I've yet to release like the ones that I'm truly excited for right now. I mean, I do have work out there. But I've got like three or four hundred songs like lined up, just ready for me to Dang. open. Damn. Shane, we're slacking. Yeah. Shoot, <laughs> you you thought you just having an album out was a success, and that, now now look, now we back at the bottom. I'm at the point where I just have a list of potential song names written down. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I have, like, a list of, like, song ideas, like, oh, yeah, I should do a song about the beach, and I should do a song about a castle. I have no clue what songs are, but that, that's where I'm at. Uh, I wrote down that I should write a song about D.B. Cooper, but that was... There you go. That's uh, all I got down on that. <laughs> See? I can't imagine yeah. having, like, a shit ton of songs just, like, on the back burner ready to be released. <laughs> True, yeah. If I had that kind, if I had all those kind of songs, I'd be set. I'd be like, yep, an album every week. Here you guys go. Yeah. It's all because I'm very, like, I'm, like, OCD, like, with how the releasing process goes. Like, I, I, I like, rearrange the track list, like, 150 times, like, driving myself crazy, like, just strategically, yeah. like, get them the best order for whoever the listener is yeah there you go. which to me is the most annoying part of like finalizing an album I'm like how the hell yeah. do i want these to go or like yeah uh when i did awful. my album well uh my latest album that i released i have a backing track like an ambient just to make it sound a little bit more live so i had to mm -hmm come up with my track list and then edit that to be in the background the entire album and then export everything and edit everything separately and holy shit i don't want to do that again 
<laughs> on my latest rap album, I just, uh, you know, I put them all into one project file, and um, I, like, every, like, beginning and end of the song, it's like, I made them, like, all transition into each other, and all, like, I made it, like, you know, basically, like, you know how they do, like, Pink Floyd, The Wall, it's, like, one easy listen. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like a story throughout the entire thing or a theme. Got it. There's only seven tracks on it, but from start to finish, like, there was no, like, real beginning, stopping, or ending. It was just from the very beginning to the very end. Right, right. That's awesome. That is really cool. So do you um, have any dates for when you're going to be releasing anything coming up? Um, No specific dates. Um... I know the project I'm like really like I'm like geeking out about it right now is uh, the Crackhouse Critters album. Um, we just I mean we we haven't even really been together for too extremely long and um, but we right before Christmas my bandmate Jazzy had a idea to do like a Christmas EP I guess and I was like uh, not I mean that's kind of not really my thing but all right and so we did right. it. It's just like it's just like a little four track project. Uh, we started it. We got it from like the writing beginning of the writing process to like the final like finalizing the last track. Um, we did it in five days. Dang, damn. For a band that you know releasing their first like ever project or anything like that. Um, yeah, so we're optimistic about it. I really, really, really do like the songs that have been written for the album. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! So what's your writing process like? Do you just like come up with an idea and you're like, oh, fuck it, I got to write about this? Or is it like more musical first and then you figure it out along the way? Uh, it's a little bit of both. Um, depends on what the project's for. Um, a lot of times, like, I'll, it, it, it'll just start with like a, a light bulb flickering above my head. I'll just think of like a line or, or like a hook or a chorus or I'll just like be messing around trying to play and like I'll, a lot of times it's because I'll mess up and then I'll build off that. As far as like my ideas go, I try to keep them very like poetic and very artsy and very like abstract. I guess a little weird and different right on. concepts for the songs, uh, stuff that a lot of metaphors. That's awesome. I love oxymorons too, like uh, things that contradict themselves. That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. But. As far as the writing process goes, though, like it, it's all driven by whatever the idea is, and, and it's it's usually it's pretty quick. Um, I can usually have a song started and finished within like an hour of starting it. Nice. I I try not to hurry with uh, finishing it to release it. I let it sit uh, in a state to where I can listen to it and get the best feel for it and see if any ideas there as the different versions okay yeah huh. see that's kind of a cool way to do it though yeah i have the issue when i come up with a song idea and i start writing it it's either i sit there till it's done or i just hyper fixate on it for like a week and a half and i'll like go about my life doing normal things but at the same time i'm thinking about like what the fuck that next line is gonna be yeah. <laughs> Whenever so, I write a song, my whole issue when I write songs is I'll go, oh yeah, let's write 10 songs right now, and then I'll write 10 songs, and then I won't use any of the 10. None of them will sound good. I'm like, yeah, 
here's like 10 songs I just wrote about 10 different topics, but then I won't like any of them. And then like weeks later, I'll come back and go, yeah, I guess I can use this one. I need, I need a new song to play in my set. And then I'll just start working on that one until I, until I like it. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, how's the local scene down in Denver? Um, for punk, uh, it's been better. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I know all this COVID stuff is hard to really do anything we want to do. Right, I mean, the the scene is alive. It's just not very large. All right. We actually... Music as a whole... Like, there's not a lot of musicians out of Denver. Gotcha. And that's just, I mean, the only, like, big, big ones are, like, the Fray, the public. Okay. And Machine Gun Kelly lived in Colorado for a bit. Okay, okay. That's kind of like when I was living but, out in Issaquah. It was like, cool, like, what musicians are out of Issaquah? I think it was Modest Mouse. It was the only band that, like, ever said that they were actually out of Issaquah. And I'm like, oh, cool. All right. <laughs> so we have that. <laughs> Right, you 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 got nothing. You got nothing else but modest mouse. Yeah, like cool. I'm gonna go the scream on the corner and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, speaking of screaming on the corner, what would you say like your influences are? My I guess my influences for style and you know all that are different than my influences for sound. Of course, like. The ones who inspired me to to even do any of this, of course, the Misfits, Iron Maiden, and Kiss. Um, Hell yeah! And just between those three bands, it just that's all. This is all I've ever wanted to do is music. Hell yeah! But I've also, along the way, I grew up listening to a lot of a lot of grunge as well. And so, like, when I was teaching myself how to sing, I would uh, mimic mostly like Lane Staley and some Kurt Cobain too here and there nice because um, not only did I love it's like the like I love like the harmonies that they do and and so like the layering of the vocals always been something that I've always incorporated into my music as well that's super cool man and you know we live in the grunge state so I mean yeah that's pretty that's awesome it's an influence of yours because it was definitely an influence of mine growing up because my mom basically picked put me on like she, like, literally when I was little, the music I would listen to was, like, The Doors, Bob Marley, The Beatles, Green Day, grunge music, and, like, old-school heavy metal, like Iron Maiden and, like, Ozzy Osbourne, and, like, so, like, I literally would listen to everything. So, like, I totally get where you're, like, yeah, Kiss and The Misfits, like, that was totally me. Like, I always listened to a little bit of everything, and that's kind of how I got into music, too, just by listening to everything and picking and choosing parts of each band, like, oh, I like this part put it into your own thing you know right i think like i guess looking at it from today my biggest influences for especially on the punk side of things i try and take after you know bands like strung out and pulley uh, yeah, yeah and then on the folk side of things like the folk punk side like i love days and days uh, paul barabo all right that's it. right on dropping some good names <laughs> yeah no kidding i'm like uh-huh uh-huh right on yeah, we actually had uh, Jesse on a couple episodes ago. That's awesome. Jesse, especially lately with the, with the Crack House Critters getting started, he's been one of my biggest influences lately. Yeah. Right on. He's awesome. I mean, that guy's that plays, like, every instrument in every band, like, that guy's nuts. Yeah. Also, he's, like, 
super chill. Yeah. We oh, yeah. <laughs> we tried to sneak one of our friends into uh, the Escape from the Zoo show. <laughs> um, and we ended up writing a song about it. But yeah, in, great song. in northern Seattle, uh, they came through like two or three years ago. I think it was two years yeah. ago. And yeah. our friend is 20, so they couldn't like attend the show because it was at a bar. So we were like, all right, what can we do? So we went there and he carried a washboard and we just said that he was a part of the band. Like we messaged Jesse and we're like, hey, is this cool? And Jesse said it was fine. And then we got there and the the dude that was working the door is in a local band. So he knew us and he was like, no, you fucking aren't. <laughs> so we were there for like 10 minutes until he came up to us and he was like, I know you're not in the band. And we're like, fuck. <laughs> but it almost worked. And then we Dang. Did, we went to Denny's afterwards and wrote a song about yeah. it. Yeah. Didn't you guys end up, like, smoking a cigarette with Jesse outside the venue, though? Yeah, we chilled outside. Um, we ended up uh, taking shots with him out of a van. And then we yeah, went down and, like, say. got pizza. It was cool. We just chilled. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, Jesse's a cool dude. He is. So, do you have any, like, favorite bands that you wouldn't really say are influences, but, like, you still would say they're, like, some of your favorite to listen to? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm a big fan of, like, I like metal as well. All kinds of metal. and Like, I listen to a lot of, like, Cannibal Corpse. Mm. All right. A lot, a lot of, like, some of, like, the old In Flames. Uh-huh. A lot of Lamb of God. So a lot of them, I, I don't really necessarily consider them influences. Um, however, right. I mean, we're just started uh, this like kind of like alternative metal project, like solo project that I've been doing, like just for just playing around with it a little bit. Maybe there'll be influences uh, on that one. I like how like every band you're mentioning, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> like I'm totally into it. Man, when I first yeah. moved to Madison. I was like, all right, I don't know anybody out here. I don't know what's going on. And that weekend, Cannibal Corpse came through. And I was like, all right, I guess I'm going to go see Cannibal Corpse, though. Yeah, was, right. There you I, go. It was a killer show. And I met so many fucking people. We made, I met like this group of like five people that were in this like death metal club or whatever. And like I hung out with them for a little bit. And then halfway through the show, we ended up all doing the Macarena, like, in the middle of the pit. <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah. fucking great. People were throwing shit at us. It was all right. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I think it's probably the best way to meet people in a new town, is just go see a metal show. Yeah. I saw... You're bound to find someone there that, you know, that's friendly. Speaking of, like, dream shows, is there anybody, like, that... Like if you if you were to play a show like n no card like all cards are on the table you can do whoever you want like who would you want to play a show with or who do you think you could play a show with I guess um, I really look up to what Days and Days has done for the uh, the folk punk community um, yeah the yeah only ones really like like they really you know I guess outshine on a like scale of like media and a, and progress i guess they're the only ones like stepping up and doing the that much more with the with the whole record label right. 
thing going on with Fat Records. Um, folk funk community is something that it, 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 I don't know. It's it's doable, you know. It's like it's everything that I'm trying to do is very much so realistic, and there is like the scene that that I claim and I'm proud to be a part of and to be a fan. Oh yeah. That like like a lot of the artists are friends with a lot of the fans, you know. Like right, right. So, so I mean, I, I'm determined to to be successful there, whether it be my solo or with the Crack House Critters, but right. Um, I yeah. think I could do it with both, and uh, yeah. But uh, as far as playing, yeah, probably days and days for who I'd play a show with, or yeah, maybe like maybe like a bar gig with Paul Barabo would be cool. Yeah, that'd be, cool. that'd be sick. We start a band. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Well, when Tobin's over and you come to Tacoma, maybe we'll we'll get you in for a a, a podcast check in, and we'll maybe we'll record a little something. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool. Right. Here is a song cool. Jacob sent uh, us thanks for, for this episode for, um, entitled Letters to the Mailman. Yeah, thanks for Thank you so me. much for tuning in to this week's episode of Local Listens. And next week's guest is Doxy, a Washington local musician and friend of ours. On to talk about music, inspirations, what's to come, and some behind the scenes of Punks in the Woods. We hope you tune in next time and have a great and music-filled week.
Okay. 